What is up, Whisper Nation? Welcome back to the channel. Welcome to the Fantasy Whispers. I'm Johnny Game Time. You can find me on Twitter at Johnny Game underscore Game Time. Excuse me. We are talking five deep sleepers. Like I'm talking deep sleepers. So deep they could just stay asleep. But I would bet that they are gonna vastly out out prove their ADP and they're going to be guys that you're going to want to beat the waiver wire rush on because these are guys that are most likely going to be in top articles within the first couple of weeks on guys that you're going to want to pick up off the waiver so you can beat all of that and just get them in your draft and then you got them before your whole league mates now you don't have to take all five of these guys but you can certainly take a couple of these guys as late round dart throws that I think are going to really help you win your championship all on today's episode that and NFL training camp news right here on the fantasy whispers right here. What is going on whisper nation and welcome back to another live episode. If you like fantasy whispers, if you like fantasy football content, Make sure you hit that like and subscribe on the way in. Greatly helps us, greatly helps the channel, and really grows this community, which what we're all about here. As you could tell, no big Travi again today. He uh, was heading back from Denver, got lost in Las Vegas, if you believe it or not. I don't. I, I doubt that a little bit. I, I think he purposely got lost in Vegas, if you ask me. Uh, but he will be back on Friday's live show. So make sure you hit that subscribe and hit that bell so you get notified when we go live for the Friday show because we'll be talking about five deep running back sleepers that you're going to want to get for your roster and take a couple of those guys. We've got a couple of really good gems on that one as well. But for today, I've got five deep sleepers at the wide receiver position. Uh, that you will definitely want to grab at least one or two. But before we get into that, I want to talk some wave or some um, training camp news, excuse me, throughout the league, some stuff that's popping off. I do want to mention everyone who's watching live now. Appreciate you guys. If you could do me a huge favor, hit that like on the way in, hit that blue thumbs up. It really helps get that algorithm out there. And if you aren't subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And also give me let me let me know what you're doing today. Let me know if there's uh, any deep sleepers that you guys are eyeing, and we might talk about them on the show, or I could bring them up and talk about them. All right, first, let's get into this training camp news around the league. We got NFL Network's Mike Garofalo reports that Ravens first-round rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman is week-to-week -week with a groin injury. This is not good news uh, because he was having a really nice – uh, training camp he had some really big flash flash plays people were already touting him as you know essentially the breakout rookie of the year and then he goes down with this groin injury it misses time with Lamar Jackson who just came back from the COVID list so uh, not a good sign here it is being reported though he should be back before week one which is good He's not the only one that's uh, dealing with a groin injury right now uh, also my boy DeAndre Swift uh, is missing sig quote unquote significant time uh, while nursing a sore groin during training camp. MLive.com's Kyle Minky reports. Uh, again, this is not good news when you're talking about a groin injury for a running back who, you know, needs especially explosive one like DeAndre Swift, who cuts a lot. He breaks a lot of tackles. Uh, not good when you're heading in. Hopefully, we'll monitor this over the next couple of weeks. 
The good thing is that he does have a good amount of time still to get healthy. Never like missing practice time, though. But so keep monitored this. We might lower him in our rankings depending on how close uh, to the, the regular season he gets. But again, this kind of thing hindered. Now, I'm not saying it's to the severity because I we haven't had that kind of information yet. But I'm not saying it's to the severity of David Montgomery last year. But we saw how he kind of started out of the gates a little bit slow. So definitely something to monitor there. The next one here is... The Dallas Cowboys activate wide receiver Amari Cooper from the active PUP list. They're saying he looks good. This is good information. No, out of let me know if you guys watched Hard Knocks last night. Uh, I have not watched it yet. I'm looking forward to it. I guess uh, there was a lot of stuff going on Twitter last night about it. Looking forward to this. We'll see. I guess in the next couple of episodes, what Amari Cooper looks like. If they're telling the truth, if or not he is in shape. But uh, that is something that is good, though, for people who have already drafted Amari Cooper. Getting him back on the field is definitely important. This last uh, or second to last thing here is very significant that we definitely need to monitor very, very closely. We talked about it on last Friday's show, but at that point, it was just day two. Uh, But Raiders tight end Darren Waller has missed eight straight days of training camp. This is very, very interesting because there has been no information whether it's injury related whether it's a personal thing they have not said anything they've kept their mouths sealed and i'm starting to worry a little bit as a result i have lowered darren waller in my rankings i no longer have him as the tight end two uh i also am concerned because i was looking at his market share there And he had a very significant jump last year in his target market share. Now, I'm not saying that can't happen again, but he had like 28%, which is very significant for not only any player, right, but a tight end. And you have to kind of factor in some things that might not be repeated, right? Like Brian Edwards, who hint, hint, wink, wink, uh, was on the thumbnail of this uh, show. And we will talk about him a little bit later, but you've got him, you've got a, a potentially expanded role for rugs. There's just a lot more pieces that could elevate their game, which could cause Darren Waller's target market share all to come down, which isn't to say that he's going to fall out and be a terrible tight end. It's just something to monitor. And then especially if he's missing training camp days and we're not aware of why that is, uh, that is definitely something to watch for. Lastly, Giants activated running back Saquon Barkley from uh, he has an ACL injury and MCL and PCL. I think it was it was his entire knee, uh, but they have activated him from the PUP list. This is good news. Uh, now they were talking about how they were going to try to get him some contact before the regular season. There are rumors he'll play in that fourth and final preseason game. We'll see what he looks like. I don't know. I'm still not con- I'm I'm still not convinced he's full go by week one. Even if he does play week one, I think it's very limited snaps. So there is some caution when you're trying to, you know, look where to draft Saquon Barkley. I know that's been a big topic lately. You know, where should you take Saquon? People want to point out you know, what his ceiling was uh, a couple of years ago when he was playing. And there are a lot of things that have changed for uh, the New York Giants in that. They have a different offensive coordinator. They have more weapons than they had. They just, you know, Kenny G is currently injured. I understand that he's dealing with a hamstring, but I certainly project him to be there for the bulk of the season, if not all the season. 
And you've also got Kadarius Tony there. You've got other running backs that they didn't have that kind of depth in prior years. So there are a lot of things that are kind of adding up for me to lower, uh, lower Saquon in my rankings. Now, where would I take him? That's kind of personal preference on how you like to play your game. If you take him, just know that, hey, in the later rounds, I might have to reach a round or two on getting a more solid running back you know, or, or, you know, a potential flyer running back that could at least get me through those first four to five weeks. Someone like Chase Edmonds or, you know, a lot of people aren't sold on Chase Edmonds, but even like Harris, a guy like that, he could help survive and, and fill that running back for you if you do go the Saquon route. Uh, the other potential thing I don't really like about taking Saquon really early, like in the first round, I would only take him in the second is the fact as of right now. Now, information could change, but the other thing is we're not so clear cut on who the backup running back is going to be. So it's not like a CMC situation or Dalvin Cook situation where we know the immediate backup of Saquon. That's the other downside. If, if we did know that and it was more clear, then it would be easier to say, yeah, take Saquon you know, in the first and just make sure you pay up a round or two for his backup. But unfortunately, as of right now, we don't know exactly who that's going to be or get the bulk of those carries. So that's just a couple things to monitor around the league. Again, things are changing all the time. So if you're not following us on Twitter, I'm at Johnny underscore game time. You can also follow the fantasy whispers page at TF whispers on Twitter. We tweet out information all the time and you could certainly DM us and, and reach out to us on any social media platform and we'll give you uh, whatever advice that you need, as well as right here in the comments below in this video. Let me know, once again, who are some of the big news that we're going to to, certainly as we head into this week one, realistically, of uh, besides like the Hall of Fame game, the week one of preseason games, which... I get excited for because then you get to see these late round dart throws. You get to see what they could potentially do. So speaking of that, I do want to mention before we get into the main part of our show, the five deep sleeper wide receivers that you're going to want to consider drafting this year. I want to mention we have two listener spots left open and we're going to be doing the drawing this Friday for those spots uh, to fill our listener league. It is going where the draft is going to be on August 22nd. So mark your calendars. We'll also be doing a live stream of that draft. So it will be very fun to follow along for you. It'll be exciting for all the listeners that have already gotten in. But like I said, we have two spots left and the way that you can get those, the only way you can get those spots, they are for Patreon subscribers, the whoever is you know, just a $5 tier. That's all you got to do. And uh, donate $5 to our Patreon. And you also get a bunch of stuff with that. So it's not like you just get this entry. The entry is part of it. And there and there are only there's like nine people in there right now. So you have a pretty good shot at getting one of those two spots. And we already have given away to to our Patreon. So make sure you head on over to the patreon.com forward slash the fantasy whispers and subscribe it greatly helps our channel helps us continue to grow content and put out content daily. All right, guys, let's get into the bulk of the show. Shall we? The main part of why you guys stayed and listened to me ramble so far for the last 12 minutes. I appreciate you. Make sure you hit that like and subscribe for me. It gives me a boost. Get into these wide receiver. Let me know in the comments once more. 
who are some wide receivers that you are looking at your first wide receiver we got here he a lot of a lot of a lot of hype hype is a bore right now for darnell mooney here's wide receiver he's a wide receiver 50 coming off the board him at the end of the 10th round early 11th right 12 team leagues he is having an outstanding camp we know that you know Nagy has come out and said you know he was grateful that no training or, or sorry, uh, there was no um, pre-draft, you know, break where they go. Where is it? Um, under Olympics. I can't even think right now. Um, uh, but there, there was there was no pre-draft where he could rise up draft boards or people could really see what he could do. And, you know, take that for what you will. People get steals at the wide receiver all the time. We always mention this like DK Metcalf went past so many teams including my Arizona Cardinals so it doesn't even matter if you have that sometimes because people still don't believe there is not a lot of competition right now for Darnell Mooney which is why I'm starting to get aboard originally I thought it was going to be hard for him to get the targets with you know Allen Robinson there with a expanded role for uh, Cole Clement the rookie coming in I thought that it was going to be a little bit difficult you also had Anthony Miller at the time However, a couple of things have changed since then. Anthony Miller has been shipped off to the Houston Texans. We also have the fact that Cohen is right now on the pup list and he could be not ready to go by week one. We'll see about that. I do expect Monty to get his receiving work, sure. But now that really opens the door for Darnell Mooney to take a nice big step and get a nice market share here. I'm talking like 18% potentially, which is a very significant role for a wide receiver too, especially one that should be in a very uh, fast paced offense. And so for me, I was on the border of Darnell, but then once those moves happened, I moved him up and then I was doing a little bit of research and I, I found this from pro football focus. I thought it was very interesting. I want to pass it along. Wide receiver Darnell Mooney caught just four of 23 targets that traveled 20-plus air yards. Not great, but we also know that he had terrible quarterbacks last year. Only 14 wide receivers saw more deep targets, but the 17.4 catch rate ranked 63rd among 70 wide receivers with 10-plus deep targets. Mooney had zero drops, though. That's the big thing. He had zero drops, so it was more of an accuracy issue than it was Darnell Mooney not being a good wide receiver or not being on the same uh, you know, wavelength or where he should be. He also was a rookie as well. So you have to factor in that he will get a little bit better because he is heading into his second year. I am excited for Darnell Mooney. He's going to be one of the guys that I'm definitely going to be watching in preseason. I want to see how he's playing against other defenses. I want to see what his targets are like. And uh, he is definitely, like I said, a guy that you're getting in the later rounds that is definitely worth the uh, definitely worth the dart throw because he is a you know wide receiver two upside potential top 30 wide receiver potential. And he's coming off the board as a wide receiver 50. You like it. All right. Next guy I want to talk about here is probably one of my favorite guys to talk about. And it has. And I'll be honest. The reason why I like him so much is I've been rooting for him since his rookie season. He is a guy that I, I I was hoping now, you know, looking at it, I'm hoping I was just a year too early, which sometimes happens for me. 
And that is wide receiver Michael Hardman. He's coming off the board as wide receiver 51 rounds 12, the 1202 and a 12-team league. That is outrageous to me. Like I have been drafting him every single time where I can. Uh, if I'm if I'm in that, even in the 11th round, I really don't mind paying up for a guy like Michael Hardman. Why? Because he is having a great, a great uh camp training camp, and then Every single day you get on fantasy Twitter, I'm telling you, if you're not on fantasy Twitter, you got to get on fantasy Twitter and follow me at Johnny underscore game time. Shameless plug. But they have been posting. It's like daily where it's, oh, Pat Mahomes connects with Miko Hardman for a 50 yard touchdown pass, like all these great. And of course, like you want to link yourself to a great offense. Of course, that's just like that's the easiest argument to make. But. The first round of because the preseason games are this weekend, the pre the first round of depth chart came out and guess who was number two on that list, baby? Mikko Hardman. Mikko Hardman was number two on that first depth chart. Now it is the first depth chart. It doesn't mean a whole lot, but it is nice seeing him that they have placed in there because for a long time there were rumors that, you know, Byron Pringle, you know, if the fun don't stop Byron Pringle was was rumored to potentially be that number two or uh you had you had robinson there as well that was rumored to be the potential number two but the upside really wasn't there for robinson you put Miko hardman on the field the majority of the time especially with an explosive wide receiver on the other side like a tyree kill and i actually I actually think Miko hardman is going to be one of people are going to look back you know four weeks into the season and be like Man, why did I not take Miko Hardman? Why did I pass up Miko Hardman with such great value? He is a guy that I, like I said, I'm definitely going after. I want to point out that when he, when Miko Hardman, it was his rookie year. And we have to remember he was very raw coming out. And he was potentially, we didn't know at that time where Miko, or we didn't know at that time Tyree Kill's situation because he was dealing with the legal stuff with his child. And so they drafted Miko Hardman as a potential replacement at the time. That's what we you know, speculated. Then Tyreek came back, but he got injured. Tyreek got injured with a hamstring week. It was a hamstring or sorry, excuse me. I think, I believe it was a collarbone. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, he got injured. And so Miko came in as a rookie. And this is what he did during those few weeks when Tyreek was out. He finished as the wide receiver 20, the wide receiver 14, the wide receiver 66, and the wide receiver 31. Now, I just told you he was coming off the board as a wide receiver 51. So out of four starts, he he out he outpaced that in three out of those four starts. And then, you know, sure, people might say, oh, well, that's because he had the Tyreek Hill role. Well, you don't think that they're still going to have him run deep, especially if Tyreek's on the upper, opposite side as a decoy. I think it's, he's going to have massive, massive upside weeks. He is He has league winner written all over him. He is a guy that absolutely you should definitely go and get. Before I jump into my third guy, which is my favorite guy, he is the guy that I 100% am drafting in every single league. I do want to give a shout out to everybody else in this uh, in this live. We got six people watching. If you guys could give this a thumbs up, I'd greatly appreciate it. We got ML coming in, deep sleeper, Antonio Callaway. Hey, he's jumping the boat here. I'll, I, I may or may not be talking about him. Hun, wink, wink there. Uh, he says, Deep sleeper. Uh, if he makes the Chiefs roster, explosive talent, just need to keep his head up straight. I'm fully aware 
chance that he doesn't pan out. Oh, Antonio Callaway. I got another Callaway that I'm not Antonio Callaway. That's a good one. I'll keep an eye out for that. I like that one. He also says, Mikul, good call. Let's see what uh, I'm a Broncos fan in real life, but man, Mikul has excellent value in the 11th and 12th this year. Clear number two, in my opinion. And my Antonio Callaway call is if Mikul and others don't pan out. I like it. I like it. Yep. Fractured callable. Appreciate that. I love you, Whisper Nation, for, for helping me out on that one. No big Travi, so I can't just like quickly uh, look up stuff behind the scenes here. All right. We're going to get into this next wide receiver here. And he is personally my favorite wide receiver on this list. I have been kind of screaming from the rooftops from since back in, you know, May. Hey, why is Jacoby Myers going so late in drafts? It didn't make sense to me. This guy had two games. I understand it wasn't like that two games. Oh, you know, oh, Johnny, two games. Listen, this, he is coming off the board as the wide receiver 78. ADP is 2001. So that is, most people don't have 20 rounds in their draft. This is for, you know, uh, expert leagues and things like that are factored in. And so he is free. He is, he is free coming off the board right now. And I am telling you, there are very few wide receivers that have more upside and more consistent upside than wide receiver Jacoby Myers for the New England Patriots. And I'll explain why. But first, I want to tell you why the athletic Jeff Howe reports that Jacoby Myers has been the Patriots most consistent wide receiver in training camp, which I'm not surprised. He also points out that Meyer, uh, Mayers and Jonu Smith have reeled in a team high 15 passage passes each during practice time with Cam Newton and the starting offense. While Nikhil Harry has drawn some summer buzz and Nelson Aguilar is, is the new guy in town. Mayers has picked up right where he left off last season as new England's top whiteout. Mayers can be uh, had at the end of 12 team fantasy drafts. It, that, that is just lining up perfectly with, for with what I've been, you know, touting all off season. Not to humble brag there, but I have been way on this hype bandwagon long before it even started. I think I got the the choo-choo rolling. I got the train, you know, going on this. And the big factor, the big factor, yes, he had the two two games over. He didn't even start playing until week seven when he came on. But when he did start playing in week seven, he had for the rest of the season, he had two games with over a hundred receiving yards, including a one week where he had 169 receiving yards. He didn't score any touchdowns, which is the most likely reason why a lot of people aren't looking towards his direction. But you have to expect this offense to be better. And not only that, you have to also look at what role he played. He played the slot like 45% of the time. And when you look back at this offense and what they're trying to run there in New England, I'm telling you, they're going to run that, that Patriots offense with that Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez. And you looked at the offensive coordinator during that time. Who was it? The same exact offensive coordinator they got right now. And so you look at what he did during that time. Yes, he gave the majority of the target market share to his tight ends. But right now, Hunter Henry is also injured and dealing with that. And not only that, what was the number one target right there for the wide receiver position? That was Jaco or was the slot wide receiver. And that was either... Wes Welker 
one year or Julian Edelman the other year. And we both really like, or we both, I say we both, I mean, big Travi and I, and definitely Whisper Nation, I'm sure if you played that long, absolutely loved both of those players. And so I think that there's just as much upside. A lot of people are writing them off because it's the New England Patriots. They have Cam Newton, all these narratives that, hey, they are going to have to pass the ball. And they are going, when they pass the ball, they're going to go to the slot receiver or the guy that's most open or most in rapport. And that's going to be Jacoby. We've got Mr. Oh, I'm going to butcher this name. I, I apologize. I have no idea. I, I'm just going to. My Miyagi. Oh, Mr. Miyagi. That's what it is. I I should have noticed by the trees. Love that, dude. Mr. Miyagi stopping by? Me. Today's just getting better and better. Hit if you're if you're new to our channel, please consider hitting that subscribe, hitting that bell so you get notified whenever we drop new content, which is daily, especially with the season getting ready to ramp up. We appreciate you. Yeah. Oh, it's Stormtrooper. You change your name. You change your name, Stormtrooper. I like the last one. But that's a good one. Mr. Miyagi is a good one. All right. This next side, we have, we're on guy three. I do also have a, um, I'm going to give you guys a bonus one at the end of the show. So stick around for that one. That one's going to be a nice one. It's a fire take. Uh, the next guy we got on this list, another guy that's going undrafted. I don't know what's going on here, but this is what's great. You grab a couple of these guys. They don't cost a lot. The upside is definitely there, and I'm going to explain why. Right after I drink something. Okay. Brian Edwards, wide receiver 80 coming off the board. ADP 2008. So again, he's super deep. He's a super deep sleeper. Could stay asleep. But I would bet that this is a year we see the second year wide receiver. Most people are in the on the Henry Ruggs bandwagon. Big Travis one of them. But Big Travis not on this episode. So I knew I could bring up Brian Edwards without getting him too heated. I'm telling you. You want to win in doubt, go with talent on this on when you're talking about football, like people will try to make talent work, even if it's not panned out before they will try to make talent work. And why am I so set on Brian Edwards over rugs? Because most people say, well, rugs must be the more talented wide receiver because he was the number one wide receiver taken. He was taken above. We was taken above CD lamb Jefferson. So he must be more. Well, I'll say people make mistakes all the time. Clearly, the Raiders made a mistake there. And I'm presuming, based on what they how they drafted, you know, that they knew they could get Brian Edwards later. And that was their big alpha that they wanted. And Ruggs was a good partner in crime, a good Robin to their Batman. And that's exactly what I think that Brian Edwards is going to be. I think he's going to be the Batman for this team, which is why I'm also projecting Waller to come down a little bit in market share. Because last year, Brian Edwards only played 3% or only saw 3% of targets. He, he was dealing with a high ankle sprain and he was dealing with uh, COVID symptoms. So he was in and out of the lineup. And then Nelson Aguilar started playing really well. And so they just left him in there because they played the same position. Now, John Brown has come in to, to this offense. But reports are that he's not, you know, Brian Edwards is, is well above John Brown as far as uh, what, how he's playing that position and where he's going with that position. So it's looking like they're going to give it to him. And Brian Edwards is a 6'3", 212-pound wide receiver. John Gruden has come out and said he's, he reminds me of, uh, of uh, now on Terrell Owens. Like he, he's throwing out big names like Terrell Owens and, and Randy Moss. 
Now, a lot of people laughed. You know, Twitter had a good time with it. Uh, you know, they started saying, throwing out everybody's name. You know, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, all the names, right? Doing it big. And we know that sometimes that, you know, we heard from Hugh Jackson on the on the mock draft marathon, you know, coaches will do this from time to time. They'll hype up their players either to give them a boost or, you know, to create some some wavelengths around the the league. But what I will say is sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes coaches are actually very truthful in what they're saying. Like they, they they'll say it. They'll say, you know, like we we laughed at Marlon Mack. Oh, Marlon Mack could be, you know, a twelve hundred yard rusher. We laughed at that. And then guess what? They the very next season he was he was that. We had we see this when when players that have talent and then the talent is also being talked up by the coach. That's what you kind of want to look for. And Brian Edwards, like I said, with Nelson Aguilar, who left this roster and went to new England new man over there like I talked about earlier when Nelson Aguilar left he left a 13 percent target market share for this exact position so you're looking at what Brian Edwards was getting at three percent and you figure he'll get the uh the role of Nelson Aguilar that could be up to 16 to 18 percent target market share on this team and he's a big bodied wide receiver so he is definitely a guy, a top five prospect when you're talking about the wide receivers coming into his rookie season. So could he put it all together this year and be one of those better breakout wide receiver two or second year wide receivers? I do believe so. And like I said, the draft capital, he's free. So it's definitely worth the, the dart throw if you are looking for a high end wide receiver. All right. The last guy we got here. Oh, we got Z coming in. Oh, appreciate you, Z. Can't stay, could stay asleep. Definitely, definitely. All right, last guy we'll talk about here is Marquez Callaway. Marquez Callaway for the New Orleans Saints, wide receiver. He's a super, if if all the other guys were deep sleepers, like he's a super, super deep sleeper. Right now he is ra- raising, rising up the ADP charts. He is rising up the depth chart for New Orleans. The athlete, he's wide receiver 82 coming off the board, ADP 2108. The Athletics, Catherine Terrell reported that the second year wide receiver, Mark Marquez Callaway, is the go to man, quote unquote, for both Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill at Saints camp. Love hearing that. We also know with Michael Thomas sideline indefinitely and Traquan Smith missing practice time due to an injury. Callaway seems to have stepped into the Saints number one role. The passing attack will run heavily through Alvin Kamara, but appears Callaway is the New Orleans best wideout right now, which is great to see. It's great to hear these kind of uh, behind the scenes beat reporter news. And you look at the stats for for Marquez, right? He had a true catch rate last year of 95.5%. So true true catch rate is those balls that were uh, thrown his way that were actually catchable. That was deemed at 95.5%. That's pretty great. Uh, And he had a contested catch rate of 75%. So you're looking at a guy, once again, if he's taking that wide receiver one role, we've seen that role be Michael Thomas. We've seen how much targets flow to that that role and i'm not saying once again like we pointed out 
all indications is that this is going to be a heavily involvement for Alvin Kamara, especially early in the season and pass catching. So if you're in a PPR league, that's an early season boost to Alvin Kamara. But when you also, you know, there is going to be a number two target here for this team. And that is going to be a good, you know, good wide receiver to at least start your season off with. And, you know, you can get him and play him for a few weeks, maybe, maybe trade him high before Michael Thomas comes back. He has the talent. He was highly touted. I shouldn't say highly touted. He was he was touted as a better wide receiver than what he he went undrafted, but it was because he had a couple of injuries at the time. And so that was what the speculation was on why he fell in drafts. But he is definitely someone when you're looking at this team again, Michael Thomas was seeing 30 plus percent market share on this team as the number one wide receiver you for over the last couple of years. And so when you're looking at this role, I'm again, I'm not saying Marquez will get 30%, but for a few games, he'll be getting 25%, which, and then you extrapolate that over a season is why I bring that down because eventually Michael Thomas will come back. Hopefully we'll see And If not, then you've got a season long that could be getting 25%. So I definitely see the, the upside there for, for Marquez. Like I said, I highly expect us to be writing about him come the first couple of weeks. We know how much this offense likes to pass, how much they're usually in the red zone. So give me a guy like Callaway who could be a very nice PPR machine up until Michael Thomas gets back, set you off nicely. I know it's uh, Mr. Miyagi doesn't like the the Marquez. I, I get it. That Like I said, that one's a, a super, super deep. You don't have to go for all of these guys. Just grab one or two of them. And I'm I'm telling you, one or two of them, you grab one or two of them, and they're going to eventually play for you. You'll beat the waiver wire. That's what we're trying to do here. All right, the last and final one I'm just going to mention. I'm not going to do a deep dive into it. I just want to mention, because he's very, very interesting. He's rising up my, my rankings right now. And that is rookie wide receiver Terrace Marshall. The reason I like him is, Real quick, he has been rumored to be playing that slot position role. And I like that role, especially for Sam Darnold. But I also like that because what do we see from that? We saw over 100 targets uh, to Curtis Samuel last year in that same role. You project Taron, I have him slightly under that. But if he gets something like that, he's a big body wide receiver that's great at contested catches at a position that Sam Darnold really loves to target. So all the arrows are kind of pointing towards Terrace Marshall. And he could potentially be, like I said, he could potentially be the, the Justin Jefferson of this year. And it wouldn't be such a stretch because he did play with Justin Jefferson. And like I said, he'll be getting a good amount of targets as long as he stays in that, that slot role. So he would be another guy I would be looking at. He's wide receiver 86. ADP is nine, or, or sorry, eight, uh, 81. His ADP is uh, 1909. So again, super late dart throw that isn't going to cost you anything. And I definitely think that there's a lot of upside, a lot more upside than where he is going in drafts. So definitely check those out. Once again, I want to say thank you to Whisper Nation. That is uh, the show. I was going to say our show. I'm so used to Travis being here and and saying things like we and I and stuff like that when it's me. doesn't sound so great. People are going to be like, Johnny's going crazy over here. Uh, let's see. Mr. I could be Nelson Aguilar, but Myers route running definitely improved from last year. Listen, I understand that um, there are for sure people that, that think Nelson could 
take over. But we have to understand as well, uh, we've seen this this is a very complex system and we've seen wide receivers struggle when they first come to new england we also have seen nelson aguilar struggle right away when he gets to a new system he got it wasn't like he just went to the raiders and then he was instantly uh you know startable week one it took him a couple of weeks right he wasn't even leading that depth chart it was brian edwards so that's why i'm a little bit more reserved on a guy like uh like nelson aguilar over over Myers, I just, I think, I just think, I think he has a, a tremendous amount of upside. Let's see. He looked real good during training camp when I when I went and got. Oh, you went? Yeah. Okay, sweet, dude. Hopefully, you tweet out some messages there while you're uh, while you're out there. Yeah, I want to see. I'm very interested in Mac. I'm very interested in Mac Jones and what he is doing. Uh, and I hope he takes over that starting job sooner rather than later because it would be better for this offense, I believe. And I also, I'm not going to lie, I do think Damian Harris is going to be a very nice running back. And I need him to be, or in order for him to be, Cam can't be the full-time starter because he'll take away a lot of defense, or rushing touchdowns, excuse me. All right. That does it for today's show. Like I said, I appreciate you guys for stopping by. If you haven't yet, if you could hit me with that like, hit me with the subscribe one on the way out, greatly appreciate it. If you guys need any help, I know fantasy football drafts are coming up. If you need any help with your fantasy football drafts, feel free to DM us. We love answering questions. Or the easier thing, if you really want to get prepared, just go to uh, the link in the description, grab our draft kit. We just sent out an update telling you this thing will get you absolutely prepared for your drafts or you could just walk into your drafts and have it all right there for you and you can look up players as you need there's it's 167 pages i'm telling you 167 page pdf of of awesome fantasy football content it's only 15 dollars, and it will greatly help improve our uh, our chance of getting you that championship this year all right Well, I appreciate you guys so much once again for stopping by until Friday. We'll be live on Friday, so we'll Big Travi. Until Friday, take it easy, Whisper Nation. You have a good night. Peace. Right here. Oh, hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw and you want to learn how to dominate your own draft and win your own league, head on over to thefantasywhispers.com and grab your copy of the Fantasy Whispers Draft Kit today. Or click the link in the description below. And if you're still not sold, check out one of these videos.